All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to What's Up, Cuz. I am your co-host, Eric Aspera. And I'm Lisa Velastro. And we are a little late this week on our episode because we had a little, little problem. Hopefully, little problem. Hopefully it stays a little problem. Little problem. Uh, I mean, I don't know if how little it is, but, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess only time will tell. But unfortunately, there was an accident, as I'm sure our listeners have heard or seen already on Instagram, uh, that Buddy hurt his hand. Mm-hmm. And everybody's asking, what happened? Is Buddy going to be okay? Everyone's, Were you there? Who was there? basically asking, what's up, cuz? What happened? Yeah, Give exactly. us a scoop. Is that what they're saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the time for the podcast of what's what's the inside story. You were home, right? I was home, yeah. So it was a typical Sunday here at the Velastro house. And, you know, thank God I'm, you know, we're actually here right now talking about it the way we are. But it was a typical Sunday, football Sunday in the fall. I make a nice big pot of sauce early in the morning. The family comes over for football. And uh, the Giants were playing at 1 o'clock, so it must have been like quarter to 1, and my husband went downstairs with my son and uh, my brother-in-law, Joe, and they were trying to get the TVs on as I was, you know, making my last stir of my sauce, because usually we eat around halftime. And uh, all of a sudden, we hear this loud scream, and again, I thought they were bowling. And yes, we do have a bowling lane in our basement. It's been my husband's dream. You know, he's works really hard. We have a bowling lane in our basement. When we happened to buy this house, it came with the house. So, you know, because, you know, we have a lot of people. Oh, you have a bowling alley in your basement. Listen, we bought the house with the bowling alley. It was my husband's dream. He works damn hard. And we like it. So it is what it is. So... You know, we thought they were bowling down there and someone made a strike and they were screaming for joy. Little did I know that it wasn't a scream for joy. I started walking down the stairs and my brother-in-law, you know, stopped me and said, get an ambulance. So my first thought was I needed to run outside because the reception in my house is really spotty where we live. And I knew that if I went outside, I would call 911 and I would get, you know, full reception. But at that point, I didn't know who, what, when. I just knew that somebody was stuck in my bowling alley. Stuck. So, stuck. That's all I said. Someone stuck. Something with the bowling alley and stuck. So. Do you almost feel like they didn't say buddy to keep you calm? I don't, you know, I don't know. It was just honestly such a blur. And, uh, you know, as I went outside to call 911, the poor woman is asking me questions that I can't even answer. Yeah. All I kept saying was just send an ambulance, send an ambulance, because again, I didn't know myself. Yeah. So then uh, a couple minutes later, my sister-in-law, Mary, came up and said, it's Buddy, your husband. It's Buddy, your husband. I'm like, well, what happened? You know, now we know who, but what happened? Yeah. And so then a couple minutes later, Tony came upstairs and said, it's his hand. So... At that point, not that I was relieved, but I was happy to know that, okay, it's a hand. You know, no one's, God forbid, you know, dead or like, you know, you know, crazy crap goes through your head during this time. So then I kind of took a deep breath and um, that's when Buddy actually came up with Joey They had wrapped his hand in something. So at that point, I still didn't see what was through his hands. Uh, We got in Joey's car, and he basically just rushed us straight to the hospital. And that's when I actually saw what went through his hand. And and I was, listen, I I was a surgical tech back in my day, so it's not like I can't say I didn't see gory stuff in the operating room. Mm -hmm. But what went through my mind, that first initial was, 
the pain that my husband must have been in because the size of that metal piece that went through his hand and it wasn't even sharp you know sometimes if a sharp object goes through fast it's like oh my god but you kind of don't feel it until after I guess I don't know but just to know that it wasn't even sharp it was a blunt object it was like three centimeters long and it was huge what went through my what went what went through my mind was just the pain that that he was was probably in, and then obviously afterwards, you know, finding out that his nerve was severed, some tendons were damaged, he had broken bones. Then it's like, okay, how are we gonna do this to you know to get it fixed? And he needs his hands. I mean, this is his livelihood. Yeah, that's what keeps us going here. Yeah. You know. So, um, you know, we're being optimistic. We got the best care. You know, I took him to New York the next day and got the best care. And thank God for Dr. Carlson and her team. And uh, we're taking it one day at a time. We are taking it one day That's at a time. That's a lot to unpack. I mean, I feel like they kind of kept you as calm as they could, it sounds like. Yeah, you know, everyone's asking me, so how are you doing? I don't want to say I'm fine because I'm the type of person that I deal with things differently. I keep a lot of things inside. But then I say to myself, well, I can't be acting crazy because I need to be there for my husband. Mm -hmm. I need to be there for my kids. And if I start acting crazy, who's going to be there for them? I mean, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This happened. I mean, I remember an incident wasn't older older buddy was little buddy we were in italy Mm -hmm. and we were just hanging out by the pool we had a day off of filming and then little buddy came over towards you and you were like why does your face look different Mm -hmm. and then suddenly by the second it just kept getting more swollen and he has a bunch of severe allergies and immediately it was like everyone kind of froze some people kind of panicked Mm -hmm. some people were steady and it was like we had one cousin from italy that took Buddy on her moped, yes. and then you and your buddy went on the other moped uh-huh. and just followed her to the hospital. And I just remember it was like in two seconds. It was crazy. It was gone. Do you remember that? I that remember was, that. That was probably that was freaky. That was the first scariest moment of my life, and my husband this week was the second scariest moment of my life. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's it must be the name Buddy. must be the name buddy 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 means talented and accident prone in a way well also would you say both buddies are more the risk takers of like all your children absolutely (laughs) you nailed it absolutely no fear no fear buddies no fear none no no oh my gosh were all the kids home too everybody was home yeah so everyone was home Mm -hmm. yep it was pretty traumatic, so I said we're gonna need family therapy after this. <laughs> I mean, you might, yeah, physical therapy, family therapy. Exactly. Um, I was gonna say, just remind you of someone emailed in about when Buddy had his hernia operation, mm-hmm. and you just had Carlo. Yep. And is it kind of back to those days where you're like, I got another thing kind of take care of, or is it not yeah, as bad? you know what? I'll take the hernia operation over this any day. Yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> more frightening. Mm, thank God. <laughs> say he's he's pretty good you know i think he's so determined to you know buddy has no patience you know that he wants to do things for himself and he's very determined and uh you know god forbid they say that his hand is not going to recover fully or 100 percent. i have full faith in my husband that he will figure out a way to do it in a different way whether it's his left hand his feet his nose his something he's gonna do it Mm -hmm. i know him I mean, I think, yeah, he'd figure it out. He'll invent a new cooking tool exactly. if he has to, to still exactly. be able to do it. Yep. Oh, boy. Well, 
Uh, thank you again, everyone that sent in notes, thoughts, prayers. We appreciate it. And I mean, we'll keep giving you updates as we have. Yeah. As of now, it seems like the chaos has died. Chaos has died and we're going to just take it one day at a time. He goes back next week for some suture removals and, you know, more x-rays. So this is a work in progress. This is going to take some time and uh, take it one day. One day at a time. Oh, man. Well, thank you guys again for listening and emailing in your questions. Uh, We have some good questions this week. Do you want to hop to them? Let's hop it. All right. First one we have here. It's called Potty Mouth. So, dear cuz, I've been on a few dates with a 26-year-old nurse, and while it's too soon to tell how serious it is, I've noticed something that could be a problem in the future. We get along very well, but she tends to swear all the time. This didn't bother me at first because I don't have the cleanest vocabulary, especially with those closest to me, but last week we were getting ice cream and there were children around when she dropped an F-bomb. I gave her the not-so-loud hand gesture, and she looked at me as if she didn't understand why. She went on to explain that everyone in her family swears all the time and didn't think it was a big deal. I really enjoy her company, but I see this as a red flag and possibly a deal breaker. What do you think? Thanks. From Mark, age 30. All right, Mark. Well, that's actually a really good question because, um, you know, growing up, I mean, I don't know how it was in your house, Erica, but growing up, I was never allowed to curse in front of my, my parents or... Um, in fact, I remember the very first time I heard my parents curse. Yeah. Like even little words. And mm-hmm. then it was like I was in college before I ever heard my mom like even drop an F-bomb. Yeah. And yeah. it's something of I think she just doesn't swear that much. But it's also kind of like when you have kids, especially. I, I have to agree. I mean, it's it's different now that I'm raising children. Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole cursing thing is it's a conversation that my husband and I have actually had. Really? So I kind of could relate to this a little bit. In terms of kids swearing or in, swearing in front of the kids? In terms of kids swearing. Okay. So going back to Mark, his name is Mark? Mark, yeah. yeah. Mark, going back to Mark's question. If I was in his situation, I could understand it. If it's the two of yous and, you know, you're talking amongst yourselves or a bunch of friends, you know, a bunch of friends and, you know, you're never going to change someone, you know, completely. But when you're in different atmospheres, you have to also be conscious of your surroundings. And um, if she is doing it in places that make you uncomfortable or if you're afraid that if you're going to be around your family and, you know, maybe they see things differently... It's a conversation that I would definitely have with her privately. And sometimes when you call people out on things that they don't realize it, then they they make a conscious effort to really try. Mm-hmm. And I think that if it's if you speak about it and and she really tries and it's something that could be fixed personally. Um, but going back to what I was saying growing up with cursing, so, we never did it in my house. Never. Did but you I've, ever slip up? No. No. I was always scared no? to. Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> but, you know, now that, you know, my husband and I have kids and my kids are teenagers and sometimes, you know, if they're downstairs with their friends and I hear them cursing, I really don't say much because they're amongst their friends. They don't even know I'm listening. But there's been a couple of times that they've slipped up in front of my husband and I. And that is something I do not take because Ooh. it's a respect issue. Like you do not curse in front of me. Mm, okay. You know, those are kind of my rules in my house. Maybe when you get older and you have your own family, I'll see things differently. But as of today, 
as a teenager, I think it's it actually shows that I'm not doing my job as a parent and teaching my kids to have clean mouths in front of adults. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Again, every household does things differently. There's no right or no wrong. Those are just my house rules. Um, I feel like Marco wants to jump in. Is he kidding me right now? He just popped into my podcast and yeah. No, you did you slip up the other day? Actually, two days ago at the table with your friends. Wait, Marco, come here. Answer here, so I get you. Did you slip up? Did you slip up two days ago? Don't lie. I didn't say. Come on, it slipped out. I was just. Oh, so you slipped up? Yeah, I was talking and. With my friends and and then at, at the table with me. Okay, so my bad. Okay, so is cursing allowed here? No. Okay, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I like how he interrupted and tried to get away with it, not slipping up. Exactly. He was but, like, no, it's okay. But going back to Mark's question, I think if you really sit down with her, if you really enjoy her company and things are going great, and this is the one thing that's kind of like bugging you, try talking to her about it, and mm-hmm. if if she doesn't make an effort to try and change this little part of it because it's not like you change, you know, personality or character. It's just like some words that you're using. If she really cares enough, then yeah. it should be pretty easy. Well, I think it always—it's always like the habits you form. I felt this. Mm-hmm. I never really swore, and then when I went away to college, you're around college kids all the time, mm-hmm. and there are no children running around. There's not even like anyone's parents, so it's very like everyone just starts swearing, not thinking. And then I came home from college and I slipped in front of my mom. I think I dropped an F-bomb. And she was like, yeah. when did you start talking like this? And I was like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> but then I started paying attention to it. And it's similar to when you use the word like like a lot. Mm-hmm. You say likes, so you say ums, and you do all those filler words. I mean, it's much worse than that. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's tough of your environment because I went from that. And then like I live in the city now. And that is the place I see parents swear in front of their kids all the time. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I guess... I guess this isn't a thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess it's worth bringing up, especially, yeah, if you're going to meet the family, I feel like that's best behavior time. Exactly. And like I said, what happens in my household doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Other ha- like everyone has their own rules and regulations and, and it's not right or wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not pinpointing. It's just how I feel. You know what I learned as a kid? I could get away with swearing in front of my dad if I was quoting a funny movie he liked. Uh, and that was that was like I would test the water with that, mm-hmm. and if he didn't correct me, I was like, "Oh, so I can I could say shit. That's okay, right?" Isn't that funny that <laughs> you just said that? Because my kids get away with it in front of my husband, but not with me. Let's <laughs> be. I don't know. Oh, is that just the good bad guy, bad uh, yeah. good cop bad cop That's thing? Exactly what it is. Because my husband says it all the time. I'm the bad cop. He's the good cop. Is that's that's like what they're bonding. It's like yeah. oh, mom's not here. Yeah. It's okay. Exactly. I don't know. That's uh, Marco. Marco might not get a new phone with that <laughs> if he keeps slipping up like that. Yep. Thank you all for tuning into the podcast. Just for listening, we're giving you 10% off your order from carlosbakery.com. The bakery is now shipping nationwide. You can get cakes, cannolis, lobster tails, you name it. Perhaps surprise someone for their birthday with a little treat. Visit our website and enter promo code CUS10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. That's promo code CUS10. Again, that's promo code CUZ10 at carlosbakery.com. Order something for yourself, maybe a little birthday treat for someone you love from carlosbakery.com.
Um, all right, let's do one more here, a little quick one we got. Uh, first one is called First Time Mom. Uh, and by the way, guys, if you want to email the podcast, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. Thank you for sending in your questions. Okay, so this next one. First Time Mom. Dear Cuz, avid listener here. I love the podcast and think it would be better if it was a little longer. Oh. <laughs> well, if Marco wasn't interrupting, maybe it could be. <laughs> uh, happy to see you up high on the charts so soon. I am a first-time mom. My son is almost three years, three months old. And I wanted to ask you, what are some things that you wish you knew when you had your first child? Any tips? Thanks. Nat- Natalie. Great question, Natalie. I wish that... So... When my daughter was born, I was only 23 years old. I was oh young. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Exactly. Oh, 23 is when I moved out. That's... <laughs> I didn't... Wow. And if I would have really... I don't know if it's a maturity thing. I don't know if it just comes with experience. But if there's one piece of advice I could give Gat Natalie right now is... you and Nothing's perfect in life. Nothing's perfect when you raise a child when a child is born it doesn't come with a you know book on how to raise a child I remember I was so paranoid with who was touching her who was coming near her did you have the sniffles did and I think that actually made me not enjoy her as much as I wanted to okay where when I had my fourth Carlo I brought him home he was in a playpen from day one in the room with the noise on TVs on screaming yelling and he is my most laid back child. <laughs> okay. I feel like the more you put your kids in a bubble mm-hmm. and listen, that you always have to be cautious. Obviously, if someone has the flu, they shouldn't be coming to visit your newborn baby. Yeah. But you can't always be like, uh, oh, I got to do temperature check before you walk into my house <laughs> or because the more you keep them in a bubble, the more they're not getting prone to immunities out there. And yeah. actually, those are the kids that get sick the most. I heard that of like parents that are very like disinfecting everything yeah like grocery store disinfecting everything or anything that goes near the kid i've heard doctors be like okay they need some germs yeah i mean They're listen like- <laughs> i'm not telling you to you know expose to something that you are right you you know that they're getting exposed to i'm talking about just live life and mm-hmm. and go with the flow and your child has to mold into your life you're not going to mold into their life because they don't have a life yet <laughs> you have a life so well i was gonna know- say did you pull the mistake of firstborn sleeping in the bed uh i did because that's that's the big thing i hear parents say i remember my sister was much younger than me and i remember when she was born and immediately my parents would do the nope she could just cry for a minute Mm -hmm. and stay in the room and then when she was old enough to like walk they would just lock their door (laughs) they just were like no she'll learn she'll go to bed (laughs) it's funny you say that because uh, so sophia ended up in our bed worst mistake ever and then carlo who's my fourth not in my bed he's ends up in you know either sophia's bed or the other boy's yeah, bed. i'm exactly. like my bed is closed limit sorry <laughs> sorry yeah that's what my sister would do i mm-hmm. she would go there they said no then she came in mine for a while then i started locking my door mm-hmm. and then she would just go to my brother's but since he was first born and used to it and her then they were two peas in a pot yeah <laughs> he was like get in here i love company yeah yeah so a piece of advice is go with the flow don't don't put your child in a bubble mm-hmm. um let them embrace life and uh that's really it i mean i think that's solid advice but uh anyway good luck to you hope your kid stays happy and healthy 
And uh, I think that's all we have for this week. Oh, sounds good. So thank you all again for sending in your questions. Uh, if you want to send us a question, it's whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at Lisa Velastro 4 And I'm at Sperica, S-P-E-R-I-C-A-A. And thank you guys for listening. Tune Thanks, in next guys. Week. Bye. See you next week. Bye.